it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Well, it's a great day right here in Northern California. Hi, this is Scott Sullivan. Most of you know me as Sales with Sully. So it's another episode right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. This week we are going to be talking, uh, well, we're actually going to be continuing the series that we've been doing. We are in the last part of a six-part series. So this is number five of a six-part series that we call Now That You Know. Five weeks ago, we went back and we looked at a sale, a typical sales cycle, and we kind of picked it apart and looked at all the different parts and pieces, and then we dived in deep on the deep end, and we started talking about lead generation and you know planning and preparation and everything you needed to know about your presentation. We did some paperwork. We talked about some basic marketing, tactical versus strategy. And this week on the Now That You Know series, we're going to be talking about installation and delivery. This is the I in what we call the Gipper. So if you haven't heard about what we're doing, I would suggest you jump back on episode one and two and talk and listen in on hear us talk about what we did with the Gipper, the G-P-P-I-R. And the I is installation and delivery, and we're going to jump in with both feet, thrash around a little bit, and talk about the installation and delivery now that you know. Thanks for being a part of Sales with Sully. Every week we answer your questions right here on Inspired News Radio, and we do that by asking you to send us a tweet on Twitter, at Sales with Sully. And every week we take a look at those Uh, topics and the things that you've asked, and we answer those questions. We've been getting a lot of questions lately uh, about the sales cycle, and that's what spurred this six-part series that we're in the middle of right now uh, on episode five, and now that you know. So today we're going to talk about the installation and delivery process. So you've already gone through the lead generation, you found the customer, you made a presentation to that customer. Then after making the presentation, you did all the paperwork. You said, you know, Mr. Customer, you want that delivered on Tuesday. And of course you want us to assemble it before it gets there. You want us to do installation. Whatever it happens to be, you have managed the customer's expectations. Now you're gonna hear me say this often. I say it all the time in all of my sales seminars. But sales sells the first one, but service sells the second. And it's really important that you understand that. I'm going to repeat it just because I think it's so important. Sales sells the first one, but service sells the second. And here's the analogy. Have you ever been to a great restaurant that has probably the best food you've ever had, but the service is just so horrendous. It takes 20 minutes to get a waiter to come over. It takes a half an hour to actually get an order. Then it takes another hour for them to prepare it. And in the meantime, they don't ever stop by and ask if they can refill the bread or the drinks or anything else. And it's just awful, the service. But the food is great. How many times are you going to actually keep going back 
if you can't get the service that you expect. And the chances are probably not more than once or twice because once that service, you know, that poor service is ingrained in your brain, then you probably are going to say, well, it's just not worth it. It's really great food, but it's not worth the time and energy it takes to actually get served. So it's really, really important when we talk about, uh, you know, the process, working within the process and the installation and delivery and that sales sells the first one and service sells the second. That is absolutely for sure. So here we are now, we've done all of our processes all the way up until the delivery. So what should we be talking about with the customer? We should be managing that customer's expectations. If you think that there's a 50-50 chance to whether or not it's gonna get shipped on Monday, then don't tell the customer that it's gonna be shipped on Monday because the customer is going to believe you because they know you, like you, and trust you. And now they're gonna think, well, my shipment's gonna go out on Monday and I'll have it Tuesday afternoon. And if it doesn't go out Monday for some reason, then it becomes your problem. You become the one that told them something, you know, maybe their feeling is untrue or something that didn't hold up as well. Make sure that you are overly communicating with the customer and that you are letting that customer know what's going on so that you can manage their expectations through the entire process. If it's going to be delivered between 10 and 2, make sure that it's going to be there between 10 and 2 or communicate with the customer. If it's going to be installed, make sure that your installation team has everything they need. You don't want to borrow anything from the customer. You don't want to say, oh, Mrs. Smith, I'm sorry, I, I forgot my hammer. Could I borrow your hammer while we're doing the installation? None of that. So we want to make absolutely sure that the delivery and installation process is completely satisfying to the customer. And how are you going to do that? You're going to have communication with the customer. So we're going to start by saying, you know, Mr. Customer, here's our typical process. This is a typically what happens when we do an installation and a delivery of this particular piece of product or service. So how does that fit within your schedule? How does that fit within what you need uh, done? And also make sure that the customer understands if there is going to be an additional charge for delivery, if there's going to be somebody there that's going to want you know, is going to have their hand out. If it's included in the price, if it's there is no additional charge, make sure that everybody on the team knows that there is no additional invoice that's going to go to the customer because you don't want to be billing the customer for something that's either included or trying to, you know, bill the customer for something that should be included, but the, the proper memo just hasn't got to the right person yet. So make absolutely sure you're managing the customer's expectations in that format. The second thing is you want to also make sure that the customer is being over communicated to. Make sure that the customer understands, you know, when, how, what, what's going to happen, that we're going to clean up after ourselves, that we're going to do the installation, that it's going to be a proper installation by a proper a plumber or electrician or whatever the the trade is that needs to be uh, solicited to do the work and if it's something that is easier done if it's just a you know prop drop off process maybe I'm just dropping this off and turning it on because it's so automatic everything else will be taken care of 
then make sure that the uh, expectations are met with your customer. And then do you have to be there? Does you Are you as the salesperson need to be at the, the site when the installation is going on? It's always a good idea to stop by, especially towards the end of the installation, just to make sure that you can address any issues that may have come up while you're you know, waiting for installation and delivery. You could be there uh, managing that process for them and just over communicating again, just making sure that the communication is done. On the uh, follow-up note then, after you schedule the installation and you're going to do the install, you're going to do the drop-off, you're going to make sure that your installation crew cleans up after themselves, you're going to make sure that everything is done and said, there may be an additional piece of paperwork so that you want to have the customer sign off on that it was installed correctly, that there was testing, that there's quality control, that it was working when the crew left, all of those are things that can help save you if something changes during the course of the first you know, 10, 20, or 30 days. There's an old saying in the uh, solar business that the last one on the roof owns it, which means uh, if you are putting in something on the roof and all of a sudden the leak then occurs, then you own that leak. So you want to make sure that you have a accurate documentation and all of the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted. So if there is a problem after the fact, then you can say, well, I didn't even go on that side of the roof, or that is a leak that is not associated with my solar array that I put on the roof, so I couldn't have caused it. It still doesn't matter. You got to remember, last one on the roof owns it. So you own the leak, uh, unless you have really good documentation and you can really show the customer. Uh, that there is a, there's no way that what you did caused that, that problem. So going back to what we said before, when we mentioned that sales sells the first one and service sells the second. So the sales process is, you know, pretty straightforward. There's a sales cycle. We have a task list, things that we have to do to convey information to the customer. The customer then becomes comfortable with that. We are going to be the right the chosen partner that's going to be able to and do the installation and everything correctly. We then close the deal. We show up, we do the installation. The salesperson, in my opinion, should show back up in, uh, at the end of the installation, whether it's one day, two days, five days, one hour, five minutes. If you can show up about the time when the customer is getting their final uh, inspection and making sure that it's all working, that's a great time to then talk about what we're going to do next week, which is get the referral, because that is a really, really good time when everything, we call that the honeymoon phase, when everything's working, the customer loves their new product or service, it's just working perfectly, and they are in a great mood to say, wow, this is so fantastic, you should go see everybody I know and sell them one of these because they're that cool or it's that it works that well or things are going so swimmingly we want to make sure that everybody knows about your product or service and we're going to talk about that next week when we dive into getting the referral and how important that getting the referral is uh, if, in how it links so tightly with the service aspect and making sure that the service is done correctly 
So here we are again, finishing up. Now, remember we talked about the fact is there may be additional paperwork or you may have to sign off on it. Make sure the customer's expectations are managed if there's additional charge or fee for the installation or for the delivery or anything else that might be happening. And I would suggest, this is a little trick that I've used over the years, here's a tip from me to you, get a little, uh, make a little checklist so that it'll say, this is what's gonna happen on Tuesday, March 20th or whatever the day is. We're going to drop off this piece of product or service that we're going to be there approximately one hour into your home. Afterwards, we're going to ask you to, to uh, operate the equipment to make sure that it's all working and to sign off on that it was working uh, you know, completely at the time of uh, installation and that when we leave, it was, it was all working and the customer signed off on it. If you can make that little checklist and give it to your customer at the time of the sale or in preparation for the installation, then you're gonna save yourself a lot of heartache in the backside because they're gonna now be able to refer back to that checklist. The other thing that I would suggest that you do uh, during the installation process is have the, uh, some people you know put stickers on the side of the panel and say, here's who to call if you need something. I suggest you have a uh, full page of information about the system, about what it is that, that, that it does, how it works, the emergency numbers to call, how to get a hold of customer service. All of those things could be printed out onto a page and taped up or installed inside of a kitchen cabinet to say, you know, here's everything you need to know about your new piece of equipment or software for this particular piece of equipment for this particular uh, service or this particular uh, product or service that we're selling. Here's everything you need to know and here's how it relates to you and here's where we're gonna store it at your house so that if you have any questions or concerns, anything else that comes up over time, maybe you need to know about the product manual, you need to know about uh, whether or not it needs to be something needs to be cleaned or if there needs to be any service after the fact. All of that can be handled and put into a uh, binder and a place inside the kitchen cabinet taped up so that everybody knows where it is. And then also where you can actually shine the biggest and brightest when you're dealing with your customer is be proactive. Send them a text and or an email or a phone call telling them that their you know, annual maintenance is coming up due. And if there's going to be an additional charge, how much is that? And what are you gonna do for that? Show the value of the, the people that are there and the homeowners and show them that the, the uh, installation crew is going to be very uh, hands-on and they're gonna take care of them throughout the course of the lifetime of this particular product. All of those things lend themselves to the next sale and push that customer forward. That's part of the installation process and that's why the, the installation process is so important when it comes to getting that referral. The last thing I wanna talk about as we wrap up today on uh, Inspired News Radio right here at Sales with Sully. And when we talk about installation, we talk about a lot of different things, but let's talk about the minute little details, the things that really, really, really make such a huge difference. Like for instance, 
putting uh, booties on, fresh booties on every time you have to enter the house. So if you're working outside and you have to come in to say, get to a switch panel or uh, turn off a water main or something else that has to happen, Every single time that you walk into that home, make sure that you're wearing a fresh, clean pair of booties over your boots or your shoes so you're not tracking any dirt in. You can tape down a tarp that goes on the in the hallway so that if you're going to be working in one particular hallway, make sure that you have something, a runner or something taped down. Make sure that you have a shop vac to pick up any uh, dust or dirt or anything left over behind. You want to be so meticulous. I tell my installation crews when we were doing this, uh, especially from a sales standpoint, I'm talking to sales managers now. Next time you have a sales meeting, bring your installation crew in and talk to your salesman. Find out what are some of the, the horror stories and the things that go wrong and some of the installation um, techniques that you're hearing about so that you can manage that expectation of the customer. But back to the installation so you have your runner taped down you have your fresh booties on the rule of thumb is is that you should leave the property in better condition than when you arrived pick up the extra trash if there's you know a piece of trash laying in the in the bushes while you're there pick it up and take it with you put it with the you know maybe something has to be open and there's you know, cardboard and a bunch of those little packing noodles. Make sure you pick every single one of them up. If there are pets, please, please, please remember, most customers love their pets more than they love you <laughs> or their kids in some cases. So make sure that you are respectful and taking care of their pets. Make sure that if there's some type of uh, chemical or something that may harm their pets or uh, something that could be left out where they could get into it and it would cause harm. Make sure all of those things are addressed. You know, Mrs. Smith, maybe you should put Fido up, uh, you know, pin him up so that he doesn't get into any of these chemicals because I, I have to use these to whatever, you know, put the pipes together or whatever the, the installation called for. There may be some chemicals that you can't seal and open every time while you're doing your job, so we don't want Fido getting into them and causing, you know, any problems, making him sick or dying, heaven forbid, uh, that's worse. So I'm going to tell you a, a real brief story. Years ago, I was working for a lighting company, and we were doing lighting retrofits, where we would actually uh, take out, we would come in at night, and we would take out the old lights, and we would put in the new, and they were more energy efficient. And we always worked at night because we wanted to not interrupt the, you know, the course of business during the day. So I get a call from the CEO and part of what I did was, is I also did quality control and quality assurance. So I had sent my little survey over to the facilities manager and asked, you know, make sure that we were cleaning up after ourselves and everything was being done correctly. And I get a call from the CEO of the company, and he said, uh, what's your cell phone number? I'd like to text you a picture. So I gave him my cell phone number, and he texted me a picture of a great big drywall boot print right in the middle of his desk. So obviously someone from my crew had stepped into his chair and then stepped up onto his desk to change the light rather than you know tarping it and using a ladder they actually stood on the CEO's desk. Now, first of all, 
it's bad enough that they would stand on a desk. But the worst part about it is they stood on the CEO's desk. If they'd stood on, you know, somebody else's desk down in, you know, shipping, they probably would have never even come to the, you know, to the top of attention. But because they stood on the CEO's desk, so it really made it uncomfortable when I had to tell the crew that we didn't get the next phase of that business because we weren't able to comply with our own quality assurance and quality control standards of making sure that, and we used to say, you will never even know we were here the night before. That was part of our mantra that we used to tell our customers. We are so good at doing what we do that we'll be out before the first person comes in in the morning and it will uh, you'll never even be able to know that we were there. Well, <laughs> needless to say, we kind of failed on that mark. So make sure that you are giving your training or you're giving adequate training to your installation crew and make sure that you're managing not only the expectation of your customer, but also of your crew to make sure that, that you're not putting a bar so high that they just can't reach or that you give them the proper training or tools that they need in order to meet that expectation. So it's really important. So let's recap just for a minute. Let's talk about installation and training and how important it is to over-communicate with the client to make sure that sales stays involved anywhere they can and as often as they can during the course of the installation. And remember always that sales makes the first sale, service makes the second. So it's really important that you provide adequate training and that you give uh, manage adequate expectations of your installation crew so that they are doing the things that are necessary. I hope that this has been an enjoyable episode for you. I hope that you are enjoying the time that we spend together every week right here on Sales with Sully. We do this every single week on Inspired News Radio, and every single week we answer your questions that you tweet in uh, on Twitter, and some of the things that we uh, talk about, especially right at the end of the show, I like to answer some of our Twitter questions. So as we move off of installation and training and we get ready to go into part six next week, where we're going to be talking about getting the referral, this particular tweet uh, comes into play and I would like to read it for you. So what the question that comes in is, I'm having trouble or I'm struggling with getting leads and doing lead generation. What's the number one thing that you can recommend that I do? Well, that's a great question. And the one thing that I can tell you that is probably more important than anything when it comes to lead generation is look at and dig into your own databases before you actually buy uh, leads outside the company or before you actually hire somebody to generate leads for you. Look at the leads that you already have. Dig into your past customer base. Use those particular customers, call them, talk to them, stop by, ask them for a referral. Those are always great ones. The other secret that I tell people all the time is pick up your, if you have an iPhone, pick up your phone, go to your contacts, scroll to the very bottom of the list, and how many contacts do you have inside your phone, and how many of those are actual customers. If you, those actual customers are less than 50%, then you have a ton of people to contact right there on the spot. You don't even have to worry about buying lists or going on forward. With the past customers that you have, 
with being able to ask those people for business or referrals and the people that you already know that are in your phone, you probably have thousands of people to talk to. So the, obviously the next thing is work on a script and get out there and make the cold call because that becomes uh, the lead that you're working on and the installation that you're doing at the next project. Thank you very much for listening to Sales with Sully. Every single week we answer your questions right here on Twitter. And we love inspirednewsradio.com. Please uh, tune in next week when we talk about getting the referral right here on Sales with Sully. You've been listening to Sales with Sully on inspirednewsradio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at Sales with Sully. Hashtag INR and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening and see you next week.